Broadcasting from the star city of the South, Roanoke, Virginia. Welcome to the Jamie Lee Show. Let's take a walk down memory lane. The 60s were far from perfect, but it was the perfect time to be a kid. Family life in the 60s was linked to freedom, so parents were more permissive, and family time was less of a priority. Teens could hang loose, and there were few helicopter parents. If you were born in the 60s, your best times were probably spent riding your bike, playing with your friends, listening to rock music, bell-bottom pants, or hippie jeans, making a tie-dye to t-shirt, watching American Bandstand on TV, and learning to do the twist, mashed potato, or doing the jerk. We felt safe and free to roam wherever and whenever we wanted. We walked the mile to school playgrounds, which were open to everyone. We hung on the monkey bars, rode the slides, swung on the teeter-totters and maypoles, and we were never afraid to walk around the corner after dark or back home at midnight after high school dances. The years when we grew up were a kinder and simpler time. We kept the windows open and never had to lock the doors. Mom and Dad always left their keys in the car. A dog who could bark was the only alarm system anyone needed. Nothing happened in our neighborhood without someone seeing it. We knew all the people on our block and most of the relatives that lived elsewhere. Every neighbor looked out for the kids of others. We were always outside having fun together until our moms called for supper. All day long, we played hide-and-seek, walking or riding bikes around the neighborhood, jumping rope, playing jacks and marbles. We chalked the sidewalks for hopscotch and loved hunting green apples and eating them with salt. We enjoyed these simple pleasures of life, and we didn't sulk about something we wanted. If we wanted something badly, we had to work and save for it. We were so blessed. We knew the true meaning of freedom and respect. I remember when we could sleep overnight on our front lawns just for fun, sometimes with tents or just pillows and blankets with the cool night breezes, listening to the crickets, watching the lightning bugs, and making wishes under the falling stars. The only thing we had to fear were mosquitoes. At the age of 70, I am beginning to feel what my parents and grandparents must have felt, like I am living in another age. While I think that is probably true for most generations, I think it is coming faster and in bigger ways. My father passed away at the age of 61. My mother at the age of 63. When I say... I was little, the years that I think of are roughly my first 10 years of life. It plays almost like a black and white movie when I try to remember the people, places, and events that shaped it. It seems like a long time ago, and in many ways, it truly is. 60 years is a long time. 
I wish my mom and dad would have written something about what life was like when they were growing up. I mean, I know it was hard for them. They both did not graduate from high school. Families back then had many children to help work on the farm. I'm aware of the story of my mother when she was five years old and came down with typhoid fever and almost died from it. My grandmother and Grandfather Lee would take turns sitting up at night with her. She was out of her mind for weeks with a high fever. She wasn't able to walk. The fever settled in her knees. Grandmother Lee would bathe her legs in salt water different times throughout the day, and it wasn't long until she was able to walk again. My father was the second born in his family. He had to drop out of school to help my grandfather Hardman take care of the family farm of 168 acres, while the oldest, my Uncle Orn, went to Buchanan to work and go to school and stayed with another family. That was not related to us. I'm not sure why he was selected to further his education and not help on the farm. The house we lived in was a small two-story house that my great-great-grandfather built back in 1866. It was a four-bedroom house that had a large kitchen that included a dining area, one living room, foyer, and four bedrooms that slept all seven of my brothers plus parents and my uncle Harold, who was crippled. It had no indoor plumbing or, or bathroom. We had a well on the back porch where we would draw on buckets of water. It was the coldest mountain water and the best to drink. It would be in our wildest dreams that in today's society, you now can buy bottled water and pay for it. How nuts is that? Since we had no bathroom, you had to take a bath in a large metal tub and warm up your water on the stove. The house was heated with natural gas that was piped in from our gas well from the property. We had a metal roof on the house. We loved it when it rained, especially at night while we were sleeping. My mother made everything from scratch when it came to food. Homemade bread, soups, cookies, cakes, pies. We raised everything in a garden, and I mean everything. One acre of nothing but potatoes. Corn, green bees, peas, carrots, cabbage, lettuce, cucumbers, onions, cantaloupe, watermelon, pumpkins, popcorn, you name it. We planted it and harvested it. My mom was always canning. We could go over in the field and pick walnuts and crack them open so mom could make brownies. Lesson to be learned, if you're gathering walnuts, make sure you're wearing gloves or you will have stained hands. We would pick blackberries, cherries, strawberries, and rhubarb for pies. When our friends came to our house, my mom would not let you leave without having something to eat. That's just the way it was. For breakfast, we always had cocoa wheats or oatmeal for breakfast, sometimes Pop-Tarts. We always packed our lunch for school. In the brown bag would be a bologna sandwich, some potato chips, and a fruit, maybe an orange, apple, banana, or a box of raisins. Mom would make things like chicken and dumplings or spaghetti for supper. On Sundays, she would sometimes make 
fried chicken. After church, she would say, boys, go get us a chicken for dinner. So we would chase down a chicken, chop off his head, defeather it, and mom would do the rest. I remember suppers of pot roast with carrots and potatoes. I still remember mom putting flour and pepper on the round steak and then pounding it with a small hammer to tenderize it. We would eat venison around the hunting season time during the fall and would always kill a pig. That was always a big day for our family. Neighbors would get together for the all-day events. The things we did. The one thing that strikes me looking at kids today is how structured their time is and how little time they actually spend outside. I know that sounds like some older person being critical of the younger generation. That isn't my intention. I am simply making an observation. I remember a childhood filled with activities, both inside and outside, and I remember very little adult supervision or structure. We did things like putting coins on the railroad tracks and waited for the train to come along and run over them, making them into smooth, flat discs. We played a lot of baseball and football in our backyard, playing other kids for Brock Cave, Frenchton, and Adrian. I remember playing with our Tonka trucks outside around the house and over in the field by the gas well. I remember riding horses and playing hide-and-seek on them. I remember one of our horses getting killed over on the main highway when it got loose. My dad said, boys, go dig a hole over by the large oak tree in the field across from the house and, and give that horse the proper burial. Seemed like we dug forever and thought it was deep enough to bury the horse. When we dropped him in the hole, his legs were sticking up above the ground. My brother Don said there was no way that we were going to pull him out and dig it deeper. Go get me a saw, and we will saw his legs off and cover him up. I didn't think it was right. But I sure couldn't get that horse out of the grave all by myself. So you've got to listen to your older brother. Most all my brothers loved to hunt deer, squirrel, and rabbits on the farm. We would put our squirrel tails on our car antennas and make rabbit key holders. A favorite thing for us to do in the fall was to make leaf piles from the leaves that fell. I can still remember that smell and we jumped into the piles or stuffed handfuls of leaves down each other's shirts. In the winter, before snowmobiles became common, we simply played in the snow. We would dig tunnels in the snow banks and crawl around in them. We built snowmen and had snowball fights. We would go sledding down the top of Hoovertown Road down to the bridge. Someone always had to be on the lookout at the curve for cars. We didn't call it technology when I was growing up. We had a TV. That was it. One TV in the living room. We had two channels, Channel 5 and 12, CBS and NBC. Sometimes, if the wind was blowing too hard, you had to go out and move the antenna around to get a clear picture on the television. Our phones were black dial phones, and for a long time, we shared a party line with our neighbors down the road. 
that meant that sometimes when we picked up the phone to make a call, we had to wait until Martha was off the line. Getting our own line was a red-letter day. The one phone we had was in the kitchen, and the cord was long. There was no such thing as a private conversation. There was one ringtone, a rapidly ringing bell. We had a radio that Dad and Mom listened to all the time during the day, except when Mom's soap operas were on the TV. She would iron and fold clothes while watching As the World Turns or General Hospital. What didn't we have? There was no cable TV, VCRs, or DVD players. The only way to see a movie was on TV or to go to the movie theater. There was no such thing as an answering machine or voicemail. If someone called you and you were not home, there was no way to know someone called or what they wanted. There was no way to have a phone with you away from home. There was no FaceTime. There were no remote controls for anything, cars, TVs, or anything else. If you wanted to turn the TV on, you had to get up and turn it on manually. With two channels, it didn't take long to channel surf. There were no credit cards, so the only way to buy things was to have the money with you, write a check, or put it on layaway. Taking pictures involved buying film, putting the film in the camera, taking the whole roll of pictures, taking the film to the drugstore for development, and in a week or so, you would have the pictures, one copy of each. There was no way to see how your pictures turned out ahead of time, no chance for a redo, no real safe place to store them, and no way to send them to anyone else except through the mail. There was no such thing as computers, the Internet, web pages, email, text messaging, or any technological things that exist today. Instead, we wrote letters and called long distance, latter being a rare event due to the cost. There were no microwaves, and your music was only on vinyl records, with no way to store the music or make more copies. When your record became damaged, you either lived with it or bought a new one. There were no wireless anything. Dad worked for Reynolds Bus Company and drove a Greyhound bus out of Weston to Clarksburg Monday through Friday. He drove the back roads through Jackson's Mill, Lost Creek, Jane Lou, Nutterfort, en route to Clarksburg from Weston on the back roads. Mom worked as a janitor and cleaned the Rock Cave schoolhouse and then later worked as a cook at West Virginia Wesleyan College. Dad never bought new cars. He always bought used ones and fixed them up. He was a great mechanic and taught all of his sons. As the years slipped by, we all grew up and moved away. Dad told all of his boys that once you reach the age of 18, you're on your own. I'm not taking care of you anymore. If you ever borrowed money from him... He kept a, this little black book and would write down the date and amount that you borrowed from him. He would ask you from time to time if you were capable of paying him back. Money didn't grow on trees, is what he always said. Or, what do you think? I'm a bank? 
I guess he was teaching us that life is not fair and there are no free handouts. Like most older people, as time moves forward, I feel like I grew up in the Stone Age. So many things we take for granted now didn't exist when I was a kid. So many of the things I do in my daily life were things that my parents couldn't have done back then. The memories of those good old days still melt our hearts. What age would you like to return to if you could, knowing what you know now? For me, I think I would choose the age of 13. Hey, why not start out your teenage years on the right foot? It would be fun being smarter than your teachers and all those jocks at school. So let's leave it at that. This is Jamie. Thanks for listening. Of the baby.